What's going on today, guys? Welcome to the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast. I will be your host for this, this evening, Steve Pintado. And with me is my good friend, Cody. What's going on, buddy? Not much. Uh, just getting ready for football season. It's right around the corner. I'm excited doing mock drafts as much as I can. Uh, just getting as prepared as I possibly can for this upcoming season. I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, me too, man. I have two drafts this weekend. Um, one of them is my big money league, so I am excited, even though with all these injuries and everything else that's starting to pile up. A little scared, but uh, I'm really looking forward to a season. So uh, as you guys already have mentioned a little bit, this is the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast, and we will be doing some high floor, high ceiling fantasy football players for you today. But before we do get started, as always, please go check out please go check out the We Know Fantasy website at weknowfantasy.com. And if you haven't already heard, our boy Nate and the Fantasy Fro have released their draft guide. It is 60 some 64 pages of great content. So if you guys don't have a guide ready for your season, I would highly recommend getting this draft guide. They have so many different things on there that will help you win your draft. So if you want to know more information about that, just go on Twitter at We Know Fantasy and uh, DM Nate, and he can give you the uh, 411 on how you can go about getting that draft guide. So uh, we'll get right into our content today. And like I said, we're doing high floor, high ceiling players. We will start with the high floor players. And Cody, you're first on the clock, my friend. Yeah, so high floor guys. One guy that really comes to mind for me this upcoming season is Kareem Hunt, the running back for the Cleveland Browns. Especially in PPR leagues for Kareem Hunt, you know, he's going to get that passing down work. There's been talks about him being used as like a third wide receiver in that offense. I think he's going to be a great pass catching back coming into the season. He was a really great pass catching back last season. He is an easily better pass catching back than Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt, he was on the field. He never saw less. Once he came back from his suspension, he never saw less than 55% of the offensive snaps last season. That's a big number for somebody that's, I guess you would consider a second string running back. So I'm also not 100% sold on Nick Chubb's uh, red zone carries. Uh, That seems like something that maybe Kareem Hunt could take advantage of this year. Last year, Nick Chubb, 15 carries for negative 14 yards inside the five-yard line, 32 carries for 12 yards inside the 10, and 50 carries for only 82 yards inside the red zone inside the 20-yard line. So production there from Nick Chubb, not great. If Kareem Hunt can get that goal line duties, he's definitely going to leap up. But as far as the floor goes, you know he's going to get passes. You know he's going to make those receptions, and he's going to score a couple touchdowns. So I'm big on Kareem Hunt as far as having a really high floor for the upcoming season. I really hate to disagree with you, Cody, only because I am a Nick Chubb believer, but uh, I do understand your take on it. He definitely sees that passing work, and the way that Nick Chubb last year showed his red zone efficiency wasn't great, so Hunt may see more of that this year, which could put him into that solid floor. So I don't disagree with you a little bit, but I like your take on the Cream Hunt pick there. And we'll go over to mine now. Uh, I picked Matt Ryan. I went with the QB my first route here. And Matt Ryan, I think, is one of the safest, I think, floor quarterbacks you could possibly get uh, at a cheaper price. Um, I just think that, you know, since 2011, I mean, he's averaged almost 20 fantasy points a game in a season long, besides one season. So he's consistent, and he's going to put up at least 20 points more than many more than not many weeks. I mean, he's got two top-tier wide receivers. He's got a solid tight end. He's got Todd Gurley. Uh, the passing game has been a top five in passing plays over the last two seasons. 
And just this past season, I mean, he had four only four games under 20 fantasy points. So he puts up consistent numbers. He doesn't put up big blow-up games consistently. He only had, I believe it was two games over 30 fantasy points. But he will put up consistent numbers each and every week that you're going to be really happy with. And the fact that you're going to get him probably in, like, round eight, you won't have to worry about, you know, spending too high on him. You can get him in that, like, round eight range and have a solid quarterback who has that, like, you know, top – I'd say top seven floor to his game that he could probably be really good. Um, and even if he doesn't play to that kind of standing, I think he's still a top 12 quarterback. So you're getting a guy who I think can just provide fantastic fantasy value, who should uh, take a step forward in a year or two of his new offense. Uh, many people have been bragging about, it, you know, with the offensive coordinator change, things are looking high for him in his year or two of any offensive coordinators, which he's had all year. So uh, Matt Ryan is my first high floor player. Yeah, I'm big on Matt Ryan, too, this year. I think where you can get him in drafts is pretty solid. You're not paying a huge uh, paying a huge amount for him. And you mentioned it, the weapons that he has on that offense. Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones both could put up solid wide receiver one numbers this year. And you can't sleep on Russell Gage, either. He's a, a nice playmaker there as a third wide receiver. Hayden Hurst coming in to fill that Austin Hooper role I'm excited about. And, and you mentioned Todd Gurley, too. You know, he's a pass. He in the past has been a good pass catching back for the Rams. So coming into Atlanta, excited to see what he can do, too. And if all these guys live up to their potential, I think it means that Matt Ryan's going to have a huge season. And I, I would agree. I think his floor is is very high. Yeah, definitely. And we'll go right back to you, Cody. Who is your second guy here? Yeah, so I'm going to stick with the quarterbacks here and I'm going Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. And this is mainly based on his rushing ability. In 27 career starts, Josh Allen has 198 rushing attempts for 1,141 yards and 17 rushing touchdowns. So the floor that he can provide with just his rushing stats, actually look this up, he would have finished as a QB 31 on just rushing stats last year. So then you add his potential, you know, his passing work into that, and it's going to skyrocket. He's got a new toy. He's got Stefan Diggs out there that's going to, I think, up his game a little bit, help him out a little bit. And a funny stat that I did come across, I go back to the rushing here real quick, 105 fantasy points last season on rushing the ball alone. In 10 games as a starter last year, Mason Rudolph had 108 total fantasy points. So just rushing, he just about had the same amount of fantasy points as Mason Rudolph last year. So the way that he's able to utilize his rushing ability, the way he's able to score touchdowns on the ground, I think is going to give Josh Allen that solid floor as a quarterback this season. No, I really like that pick, Cody. I, I think people overestimating the fact that he's just going to turn into this all-pro passer with Stefan Diggs. I just don't believe that happens like with a snap. I think he's still mm-hmm. going to, at times, look for that rushing ability. And even with Zach Moss being there, he definitely still has opportunity to see that quarterback sneak into the end zone at times i'm not buying in full that zach moss is just going to completely just take over that role josh allen was used for that reason and you saw with cam over the years they're going to use a player who has that talent to do those kind of things so love that pick there with josh allen and going over to my second guy i picked jameson crowder um and jameson crowder is more for me is that i think you could see that i think high floor of a wide receiver three this coming season here because 
Jameson Crowder has just been a PPR machine. And this is more for PPR, full-point PPR leagues. I think you could maybe get away with it more in that half-point PPR, but in full-point PPR leagues, I think he provides a pretty solid floor for you each and every single week in fantasy football. Um, he's someone who I think can see 130-plus targets this coming season, being the, what you could say, fake wide receiver one, and then offense who doesn't have a real wide receiver one. Um, and he's going to hopefully have a healthy Sam Donald for 16 games this season. The offensive line is going to be better, which I think will provide a, a better outlet for Sam Donald, giving him more time to throw the ball to guys like Jameson Crowder this coming season. And the Adam Gase offense, even though we make fun of Adam Gase consistently in, on fantasy football podcasts, the one thing he is really good at is finding a way to get the slot players very well involved in their offense. I mean, back in his days in Miami, I mean, he had Jarvis Landry having, you know, 900 yards plus three straight seasons. Not saying Jameson Crowder is, is Jarvis Landry, but, you know, even Danny Amendola, you know, he had 600 yards almost in one season. He was like 33 years old. Jameson Crowder is only, I believe, is 27 or 28 right now. So he's a little bit younger, faster, and he's just going to be an offense that needs to throw the ball at some point. The defense just lost two big uh, contributors on defense. They're going to need to find ways to get the ball downfield. And I think Jameson Crowder will just see – at least eight or nine targets almost every single game and just give you that solid full. He's not going to be a guy who's going to be in a top 15 wide receiver by the end of the season, but I think he could provide you a top 30 season this year and you'll be happy m- almost more weeks than not. So uh, Jameson Crowder is my number two guy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think he's being very undervalued in drafts right now. I don't know exactly off the top of my head where he's going in, in drafts, but it seems to me like it's too low. It's lower than it should be for a guy that's more than likely going to be the number one pass-catching option in New York. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to find out before the end of our episode where he's actually going, but I'm pretty sure it's relatively low, and it's just shocking, especially with the injuries to Bashar Perryman and Denzel Mims uh, right now in camp. So, I mean, someone has to catch the ball, and Crowder could be that guy. So, uh, And we're going right back to you again, Cody. Who's your final high-floor guy? So my final high floor guy, I'm once again going to stick with the New York Jets. And I went with Le'Veon Bell, the running back for the New York Jets. Uh, You think about last season for Bell, and when you look at most aspects of his game, you were probably disappointed. He only had 3.2 yards per carry, a career low for him. He only had three rushing touchdowns on the year, which tied a career low for him. But you look at what he did and those terrible numbers I just mentioned, he still finished as the running back 16. So he still gave you an RB2 finish despite having one of the worst seasons of his career, if not the worst season of his career. He only finished with less than 10 fantasy points on two occasions, so that's also big. And you look at what the Jets did in the offseason. Early in the draft, they invest in the lineman out of Louisville. I I'm not 100% sure how to say his name. Makai Becton, I think, or something like that. Uh, Yeah, they invest in him, and he's just going to help that O-line and help open up holes for Le'Veon Bell. So I would expect a better year than last year for Le'Veon Bell. And when last year he had a a terrible year and finished RB16, I think you got to be happy with the floor you can get by drafting him there. Yeah, if he can provide you that same uh, output he saw like in week one or somewhat similar to it on a weekly basis throughout the season, uh, even with his inefficient at running this past year, I think he could improve that a little bit, especially in just getting those receptions, I think will give him that floor for you guys every single week. So another great one, Cody. 
And my final high floor guy is Robert Woods, Bob Woods, as I call him. Uh, just a, a solid, solid guy who's going to provide you fantasy points each and every week. I mean, he's a guy who gets you six for ca- catches for 70 yards every week. Doesn't sound flashy, but it's like in PPR league, that's 13 fantasy points. In standard league, that's seven. I mean, there's just a solid contributor every single week. Over the last two seasons, he only had five games that were under seven fantasy points. And in three of those games, I mean, he was targeted three times or less. But if you look over this past season, I mean, he only had three games that he didn't have at least seven targets. So this he's going to see consistent target share. You, you saw, you know, guys like Cooks and um, Gurley leave. He's just going to see consistent target shares. Now, the thing that I, I don't have him was more of a ceiling play possibly is because of the touchdowns. He only has, you know, he had two last year, four the year before. Um, so, th- so that is a bit of a concern. But as a is a receptions. As this yardage guy, he, you're going to be expecting someone who's going to see close to 100 receptions and probably 1,200 yards plus this coming season. And that provides you a pretty solid wide receiver, two in fantasy. I have him as a possible wide receiver one this year, but uh, as a wide receiver two, I think in round five right now, you can get who could possibly be your wide receiver one and be somewhat of a reliable t- person each and every week. I, I'm really happy getting a guy like Bob Woods there. Yeah, I love the pick. The floor for Woods obviously is going to be really high. I feel like it's normally high. You mentioned a couple less mouths to feed in that offense. I definitely like Bob Woods this season. I think he's going to put up some big numbers. Thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. And after the floors are done now, now we're going to high ceilings, players that could just go um, go crazy this year. And Cody, I will let you go first once again. Who's your first high ceiling guy? All right. Well, I'm going back to last week a little bit. I know we talked about this guy as a potential bust, I believe. Uh, I think Nick was talking about him. Uh, and it's Will Fuller of the Houston Texans. I'm still putting him in that category as a high ceiling guy. You're definitely getting an injury risk drafting him. But somebody's going to need to step up in Houston and fill that role of DeAndre Hopkins. It could be Brandon Cooks. It could be Will Fuller. And I just kind of am leaning towards Will Fuller. There's 146 targets freed up in that Houston offense from DeAndre Hopkins leaving, and and they got to go somewhere. And as long as he can stay on the field, he's obviously he's got the most experience with Deshaun Watson. You know, Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb both new this season to the offense. So, yeah, I think his ceiling is incredibly high. And if he's able to get those, uh, get that job as the number one guy uh, and stay healthy, I love it. I love the the potential for Will Fuller to kind of have a huge season if he's able to stay healthy and, and have he has that high ceiling potential. Oh, yeah, he definitely has. He, I mean, if he if he could play 16 games, there's a chance he's a wide receiver one if he shows the production he showed over the last couple seasons we've seen in glimpses. So uh, he has so much potential, Will Full. It's just he just needs to stay healthy, guys. That's all it is about him. And uh, going over to my first guy, I have DJ Shark uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And to me, I think he has you know, a tremendous upside in an offense right now that, and it may not be that they're the dominant offense. It's just that they may be playing a lot of catch up. Um, and I just, that he was, he was amazing start off the gate. I mean, he was putting up big fantasy numbers early on and often, and then things kind of fell off at the end. I know he had some injury concerns a little bit and it's just the offense wasn't playing that hot, but, and, and that's the why he's has that high floor, high ceiling and that high floor because he could end up performing some kind of uh, mediocre games for you. But the fact that he has the ability to put up, you know, 120 yards and a touchdown almost 
many multiple games because the team is just so behind in games and Gardner Menchu and him have such a strong connection it seems like if you saw that over the first half of the season he was almost like he was a top 15 wide receiver at that time I mean the team's going to be behind and I just think that he's going to see a great amount of targets and he's got potential sitting there I think he goes somewhere in round five or six right now and he has that high upside to be a, maybe a high-end wide receiver too this coming season yeah I really like Chark this season uh him and Gardner Minshew, you know, they had a great connection last year, and here we go for year two. So I feel like it can only get better from where it left off last year. I like his potential, and yeah, if he does what he did last year and then some, he definitely has a high ceiling because he was great last year, and and I only expect him to get better. Yeah, 100%. It's just up to Gardner Minshew taking his potential to the, the next level, guys. And uh, Cody, now we're back up to you, my friend. All right, so I got T.Y. Hilton as my next uh, high ceiling player. And he's another guy. He comes with a little bit of injury risk baked in. He's got a new quarterback on the team. So these things may be, you know, a little bit shaky. But you look at the new quarterback that's coming in, and that's Phil Rivers. And that is a huge upgrade from what he's been playing with in the recent past. Jacoby Brissett just doesn't didn't have it as the starting quarterback last year. Uh Phil Rivers is going to come in. He's excels in the vertical game. He's not afraid to throw the deep ball. And T.Y. Hilton, he's still got that, that speed, enough speed to get open vertically and make these big plays. I kind of imagine him as the new Keenan Allen. So Phil Rivers, you know, thrown to Keenan Allen for all those years. Now he's got T.Y. Hilton. Those guys, similar skill sets. I think they're going to, you know, I think they're going to sink right away. And I just imagine... A big season coming here, and Phil Rivers, like I said, slinging the ball all over the place. Somebody's got to catch it, and T.Y. Hilton, I just expect a step up. He, I mentioned the bad quarterback play in the past. Now he's got good quarterback play. He's got a quarterback that's not afraid to throw the ball deep. I kind of love T.Y. Hilton this year, and if everything clicks, I expect a really high ceiling out of T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, no, he has that big play potential. No, still, I think people discounting his injury concerns. Uh, so again, Philip is scares me just a slight bit, but I think with an offensive line that you didn't have over his years in, uh, Los Angeles or, you know, San Diego, I mean, just give the kid time in the, the kid, he's an old man now, but give the old man some time in the pocket. He can make, I think he can make some magic happen with TY this coming season. So, and going over to my next high ceiling play, I think it's James Conner guys. And. Last year, James Conner, I mean, he was dealt with injuries, poor play on the offensive side of the ball with the quarterback situation. But, I mean, he still managed a pretty decent season overall. He had, you know, five uh, RB, you know, RB2 finishes or better. That was about half the games he played. So he was high. He was doing pretty well half the time. And you saw a big step in his rece- reception ability this coming season, which I really liked in him. I mean, he had 34 receptions, you know, three, three touchdowns in the air. I mean, he did some pretty strong work in the passing game and the running game just wasn't there this coming season because teams knew what was going to happen last year. I mean, it's like, Oh, James Conner's on the field. We're going to have to run the, we're going to have to play defense and stop the run because the quarterbacks aren't doing it this year. And now with big Ben back on the field, I think you see a different kind of uh, James Conner this year than you've seen this past season. And people, you know, falling on him right now, he's going in the third, fourth round of many drafts. And if you came back to that, you know, 2018 season where he had almost nine he almost had a thousand yard season and he had um 71 targets that year no one realized he actually had a big target share that coming season so if he can kind of just 
stay healthy, and the offense is kind of rebuilt with Big Ben back. He's only 25 still, and this is a prime couple seasons right now for a running back. Uh, injury said injury is a major key, but if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's a thousand yard guy. I mean, he had 12 touchdowns a lot that time in 2018. I mean, he had four last year. So, I mean, if he would have probably stayed a little healthier, he probably would have saw almost double digits again, possibly. So he's a guy who could see double digit touchdowns, a thousand yards and maybe 500 yards in the air this coming year. And you're getting him in round three. And he may be one of those round three gems that seems to come every single year. We get one guy, it seems like in round three, and it's, this could be a James Conner bounce back season for him. Yeah, another pick that I really like here. The only thing that scares me away is that injury history. I mean, James Conner just runs so hard. If you watch the Steelers play, he is one of the hardest runners in the NFL. And up to this point, his frame just hasn't been able to handle that. So I think if he's smart about running the football and if he's able to stay healthy for a full 16, I think you're definitely right, Stephen, with with Big Ben back in the offense to open things up. I think James Conner could be in for a spectacular year if he can just stay healthy and, and he's smart running the football. Yeah, that, that's the major key on him. Health is, is a big concern for some of these players here that we've talked about today. But uh, we'll go back to your final guy here, Cody. Who's your last high ceiling guy? Yeah, so my last high ceiling is uh, probably not a huge surprise, but it's Mecole Hardman of the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, he's a complete speed threat. He's playing in one of the best offenses in the league. You saw what he could do last year. How many games did he just break those long touchdown after long touchdown? You know, he can break a touchdown for at any time. He's an elite playmaker. And if there's anything that I know about Andy Reid and the Chiefs, if they have an elite playmaker, they're going to get the ball in his hands. They're going to make it happen. So if he breaks enough of these big plays again, he's going to be huge in this coming season as a as a high-ceiling pick. If he stays healthy and really you know, takes over that number two wide receiver spot. I mean, Sammy Watkins is a veteran, but Mikul Hardman, in my opinion, I think is better than Sammy Watkins. He just has to take that next step and get to that number two spot on the uh, depth chart, and I think anything can happen there. I mean, I mentioned it, the speed, the playmaking ability, uh, a second year in the Chiefs offense. I I love it. I think Mikul Hardman has a really high ceiling if everything goes his way. Oh, yeah, definitely. He has a huge ceiling. I mean, he was producing, I, if I'm not mistaken, and that's not a, it's not a hit at him or anything, but he only had, I believe it was like nine targets in the second half of the season, and but he had like three or four touchdowns. Yep. Like, that. It, like he, he has tremendous upside to just take any ball to the house at any occasion. And if he just gets more playing time this year, he, his ceiling could be really high that he just didn't have this coming year. I think for him, it's about the opportunity. If he gets it, I mean, sky's the limit for a guy like Michael Harmon this year. Absolutely. And uh, going to my final guy, it's it's Kenny Galladay. Uh, and, you know, he's already a top-tier player, as we already know. He's kind of going that third-round range. But he has the ceiling to literally be the wide receiver one in fantasy football this year. Like, yeah, over Michael Thomas, guys, I, I firmly believe he has an opportunity. Will he do it? That's another story. But, I mean, he puts up such huge numbers last year. I mean, he was a top, if I'm not mistaken, it was a top seven wide receiver at one point during the year with Matthew Stafford on the field. He was putting up just big numbers after big numbers. I mean, I think Matthew Stafford played through week 10. He only had one game under seven targets. I mean, he was just getting target shares, and he could see even more targets this coming season 
with the team, you know, the defense kind of rebuilding and Matt Patricia's in his final year, possibly in Detroit. And they may just say, hey, let's get it to our star player and just continuously feed him the ball. I mean, this past year he had a, he had just two target, three targets less. Um, and that was half the season with Matthew Stafford. Expecting a full, healthy Matthew Stafford this coming season, I expect him to kind of see that maybe 130 targets that we haven't seen at in this coming year that – uh, maybe people think Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson, it will stop that, maybe DeAndre Swift. But I think Kenny G, you're getting him in that third round range. He has possibility to be, a, and if and if it's not number one, he has a possibility to be a top three wide receiver in fantasy. I think he can keep those touchdowns up yet he had last year because there's just someone has to catch the ball. And Matthew Stafford seemingly trusts Kenny Galladay all day. So Kenny G, you're have, the sky's the limit for you, my friend. Yeah, Kenny Galladay... Uh, one of only two receivers last year to have double-digit touchdowns along with Cooper Cup. So, yeah, I love Galladay. And, well, like I said, or like I wanted to say there, uh, those double-digit touchdowns, that came with only eight games of Matt Stafford. That was eight games of David Blau and Jeff Driscoll in, as quarterback. So, yeah, if Stafford can can stay healthy, I think there's an obvious pathway to uh, – Kenny Galladay having an incredibly high ceiling and definitely finishing as a wide receiver one in 2020. Definitely, definitely. He has the sky is the limit for that my, that guy, my friend. But uh, that is the end of our episode tonight, guys. There was a high ceiling, high floor players. Hope they, hope they, you know, we gave you some insight on some players that if you're looking in your draft to kind of decide between some of these players, maybe those players, and could have made a difference for you uh, this coming weekend or the weeks to come because we only have a couple of weeks before the season. So uh, we do thank you guys for listening. As always, close, please check out the website at weknowfantasy.com for all the great content that me and Cody and others will be throwing out this coming season. Of course, always check out the podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and uh Possibly Thursdays as well this coming year. Maybe another day. I think Nate mentioned that. So look at, we may be having a lot of episodes for the We Know Fantasy. And of course, guys, if you missed the part before about the draft guide, please go DM at We Know Fantasy for that offer and great, great insight onto the uh, 2020 season. So, uh, Cody, I guess I'll let you uh, finish. Uh, tell everyone your social. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And you can find me at Coach Stephen P. Uh, This is the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast. We thank you guys for listening. Take care and be safe and have a great one.